Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Nerd Tea Podcast Woo! with Claire and Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Claire and I'm Lindsay. <laughs> You'll get used to us being like really awkward. It's, it's totally fine. It's totally normal. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's completely fine. <laughs> if you know us from TikTok, you know what we're like anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. And if you don't know us from TikTok, um, we can give a little bit of an introduction, I guess. Um, I'm Lindsay. I live in the great state of Georgia in the United States. <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm married and I have a kid um, who's almost five. Yeah. <laughs> She's so cute. She is. <laughs> and I am Claire and I live in a tiny little county called Norfolk and I am married with no children and I am 33 I think <laughs> last time you checked <laughs> last time I checked I think I, yeah I think I'm 33 I'll get back to you on that but yeah <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit of information about us yeah we're super excited for this first episode we both are like freaking out right now so <laughs> yeah it's, 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 I, I sort of feel like it's like a long time coming, if I'm yes. honest. No, we, no, I totally agree. We, we should have done this ages ago because a lot of people always said, you know, oh, you two should do a podcast. And we were just like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. So, so we did like go on before our first episode recording and everything that we're doing right now. We went on all of our socials. Um, if you don't follow us, you can find us at nerd tea pod on basically everything. Um, we asked everybody to ask us some questions so that we could answer some kind of, and there were a lot, a, there are a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <were> a whole <laughs> lot, <laughs> which is great. We're so excited. So <laughs> we picked some, some of our favorites. And so we'll go ahead and answer those now before we get to, um, the main topic of discussion for today's, episode. which is very interesting. I must say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shall I just delve straight in? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay. So the first question is from Ella May XOX on Instagram. And she asked, how did you two meet? Lindsay. Well, <laughs> um, we met on TikTok. Uh, we we both in in ye golden years were supernatural content people. That's kind of how that's how I got started, at least on TikTok. Um, and they we we came across one another that way. I think kind of organically on the for you page and everything. Yeah. Um, and I saw you, and I was like, I gotta I gotta know this girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And we, we just sort of duetted each other. And it was like, it wasn't like full on straight away, was it? It was just like Mm-mm. the odd comment and duets and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until Supernatural came to an end. When was that? Last year? November? Yeah. November. yeah mm-hmm. That we, we sort of started delving into other stuff on mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, and yeah, and things just went from there. You sort of slid yeah. into my DMs is what the kids would say. Yeah. What the kids would say. Yeah. Which was what? January? Yeah. I Which think I still so. can't believe. It feels like, yeah. like, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. 
yeah january january is when it sort of grew progress mm-hmm. Yep. And it was it was about a profile picture. When mm-hmm. you then made me a profile picture for my TikTok. Yep. And then that was it. That's when the love grew. Yep. <laughs> it's sort of like when we we found out that we're practically the same person, just on yeah. different sides of the ocean. Yep. Yeah. Basically, which is just nuts. I mean, now we can say, because obviously Loki's come out, we're variants of each other. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Which is, it's just, it's just nuts. I mean, like, I know a lot of people say that friendships on the internet aren't real, but I think that they are because what do friends do? They chat every day and they have things in common and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that's exactly what we do. So yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I guess with that, because we've had so many questions, people like they seem to be very interested in our friendship, which are, like, they mm-hmm. seem to be very, I don't know what the word is, intrigued by it, I think. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. And I guess that sort of answers the next question as well, which is from yeah. Stay Home and Paint on Instagram which was how did you become friends and I think that we've just we've explained that really yeah yeah basically <laughs> we just got <laughs> we have a lot in common I think that's what it what it is yep I guess then that would then go on to snatched siren snatched siren snaps Sandra. yep that's one great on Instagram <laughs> where she asked what's see we don't know this about each other favorite thing about our friendship oh my gosh putting you on the spot now oh my gosh um mine is probably that we're like both each other's like ultimate like fangirl like yeah definitely probably like that's probably one of my favorite things is that we're both just like yes you're so great like and just like doing everything like um it was even like I accidentally posted a picture on the nerd team Twitter the other day um because I was playing the sims and I got very excited about it and, and I posted it and Claire just likes it like, <laughs> I realized like hours later that I posted that on the wrong one and I'm like Claire why didn't you tell me she was like hi I just assumed you meant to and I was supporting you and everything that you do you much, you know. I won't question anything, you know. If you if you ever came up to me and was like, oh, I, I robbed a bank, I'd be like, yeah, good for you, good for you. The bank deserved it. Oh know? girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as well is like we don't actually care about how the other one might react, I guess. Mm. Like I, I mean, I'll put it in this way. Not that I'm saying oh, I don't care what you think, but it's sort of like. I'll just say something to you and I just know that you'll be like, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> there's not, I, I'm, I don't ever worry about saying something wrong because I just know mm. that you'll get it. Yeah. I like, like obviously the whole, um, I mean, we're going to have to touch on it because I think we are going to have an episode about it is the whole <laughs> Paris situation. Um. Lindsay, would you like to explain what the Paris situation is about? 
Oh, and so. this podcast will contain explicit content. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just get that over. <laughs> let's just get that over it. Um, I have someone who could probably explain it better than I could. <laughs> um, no. Oh gosh. Um. So apparently, I'm just like under some kind of a rock or whatever but I discovered what the term Eiffel Tower (laughs) um means uh Urban Dictionary is a great website (laughs) you learn a lot of things definitely (laughs) scary things um yeah I learned what the Eiffel Tower is and I decided to make it my entire personality basically um and it's just it's hilarious and (laughs) Um, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to have a whole episode talking about it, honestly, um, because. And she, she doesn't mean the Eiffel Tower as in the actual Eiffel Tower. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. A little bit, a little bit of, we'll, we'll get it. Here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll use it in a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to visit the Eiffel Tower with Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes um to give you guys a little bit more detail for those that don't don't know already um eiffel tower is a um sexual position (laughs) between (laughs) between two males and female usually i guess you Mm -hmm. can do it with everybody's the same who knows um and the the thing that makes it the eiffel tower is the the two males high five one another while they are over the female and you guys can fill in the rest of that uh context on your own <laughs> urban dictionary just go and just go and have a yeah. look at that yeah great site mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, that, and that's the great thing you know it's nothing is off limits with our friendship no, no it's really not no. and that's sort of like when I text you yesterday and I was like oh I've actually read a fanfic about um the Paris situation and I knew that you'd be like yes drop that link give it to me now I was like give it give it to me now and yeah and then that is that is just purely like our friendship like nothing is off limits nothing you know we're not going to be embarrassed about what the other one has to say it's just no it's natural it's natural mm-hmm. I mean maybe the Paris situation isn't natural but <laughs> Okay, so next question is from our friend Megan. She's a mutual friend. Megan on Instagram has asked, what was your first fangirl moment? So we we discussed this a little bit because we were trying to figure out how exactly to answer this question. Yeah. Um, and um, de- defining fangirling is kind of like a little bit of a, of a, weird definition but um it's kind of like when you like really get into something you know that's what we feel like it's when you really you latch on to something in particular and that's just like your entire world for like a period of time think Um, about it constantly yeah uh my my first um my first thing would probably be twilight (laughs) would probably probably be twilight i think that's like the earliest recollection that i can have of like 
really getting into something. I mean, I saw all of the movies in theater when they came out, midnight premiere. Like I got, like I was at Barnes and Noble when the books were coming out. Like it was, that was, yeah, that was probably the first thing that I can think of along with maybe like the prequels of Star Wars when they came out. I was really, really into Anakin. So you have a type. I must say, you have a type. You sort of the, the dark. I really do. Ones with the dark pasts. Yeah. And 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 with metal arms, a lot of them have metal arms. Amazingly enough, it's it's pretty. Uh, I didn't actually think about thing. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's yeah. That's your kink. I think. Yeah. Oh, mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with the Twilight thing, I think that was like a a worldwide thing, wasn't it? Like for some mm-hmm. reason, this these books and these movies just took over women I feel yeah. and apparently we're all going through it again because they put the movies on Netflix and they're like the number one like watched stuff on Netflix right now and ev- I'm just like is everybody okay are we okay right now <laughs> why is everyone watching Twilight I mean the, the weird thing was is because it it came on to U.S. Netflix what last week or a couple of days ago mm-hmm. yeah and they've, they've always been on UK Netflix for some reason. Um, and I actually watched them before they dropped on US Netflix. And it was so weird because watching it, because I was watching it with my husband and he was sat there like, what did you see in these movies? And it's like, I, I don't know. I cannot actually tell you <laughs> what I loved about these movies. Yeah. I mean, because they are shit really, aren't they? <laughs> You, you know, yeah. you can't deny that. I mean, yeah. you can you can enjoy something, but it's still shit. And I yeah. sort of think that, especially with Robert Pattinson, because nobody hates Twilight more than he does. And that's what mm-hmm. I love about it. And yeah, when you watch it, I mean, I mean, first of all, we've got to say, were you team Edward or team Jacob? Edward, 100%. <laughs> and that's our friendship over, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Were you one of those that would like skip like the majority of New Moon when you're reading it? Just like, well, we don't know, but I didn't skip the majority of New Moon, but I did not read the Jacob section in Breaking Dawn. I skipped the whole section. I was like, "Mm -mm." I was like, I don't don't care. (laughs) Like, yeah, I was like, I don't care to know what he's thinking. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I was a Jacob fan. Um, I think more so because I prefer werewolves to vampires. Mm, mm. So I think that was probably like a huge I can part get behind of that. Well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was one of those things where it became such a huge thing. Like if you were a Team Jacob fan and your friend was a Team Edward fan, it, it didn't like make you fall out. But there was always like that tension there, like, Oh, so you you like the cold ones, do you? Oh, oh. okay. Mm. So it's like those little standoffish moments. But uh, yeah, yeah. Twilight was a really random phase. I think we'll call it a phase because it just mm-hmm. sort of it ran from two thousand eight to when did the last film come out? Twenty twenty twelve? Is it maybe? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. It's a weird couple of years. Well, a few years. Fever dream. Fever really dream. Was. It's nuts. I mean, mine, my first fangirl moment 
was Harry Potter, I think, because I read it. I read Harry Potter when it came out and I was like the same age as Harry Potter. Like mm. I was 11 reading it when he was 11. And I just remember being so into it. And then, and then when the movies came out as well, I mean, I had a massive crush on Tom Felton. Like, man, oh man. And, and that, that's what's really weird about TikTok because they went through that phase, didn't it, where it was Draco talk and everybody was suddenly like simping over Draco Malfoy. And it was like, yeah. what's going on? What, what? Hermione what? fan fiction is so popular right now. Like I still really? get videos about it. Yeah, I still get videos on my For You page about Dramini fan fiction and I'm like oh okay <laughs> oh my yeah what about was it Drary I never got behind that oh, Drary no I could mm. never get behind that but yeah just yeah Harry Potter I mean even to this day it's still like one of those things that I still get goosebumps about I guess especially re-watching it I mean it's difficult to watch it with my husband because he um he's not a fan of Tom Felton just purely because every time I watch it I'm like hmm, like that <gasps> so swoon um so yeah he's not a fan of that but he likes Harry Potter in general I think maybe I I don't know he sits there patiently and watches it so I'll give him that I guess <laughs> it's like taking one for the team <laughs> pretty much pretty much so we've talked about Twilight and Harry Potter which I guess would sort of lead us I mean Al what what would you say is your main fandom like I think I probably know the answer but what would be your main go-to fandom I would say like right now obviously it's like Marvel like like I think that's just like yeah that's kind of like I think for a little while like if you would ask me um, like I've, I've still like been really into Marvel, like this whole, like since it like started basically, like mm. I've been, I've been totally on board, but for a while, I think if you had asked me last year, I maybe would have said supernatural would yeah. have been, um, but I think that was more so just because the show was like ending and I was like, so yeah. just like attached and latched on to that, that I just kind of like was like meh but no yeah Marvel I think Marvel has been tried and true for over a decade yeah <laughs> so mm. and I think it's because it's not just one thing is it it's Mm-mm. you had all the separate movies and then it all led up to <clears throat> Infinity War and then Endgame so it just became like this massive massive thing so it wasn't necessarily like say with Supernatural you weren't just sort of focused on the two main characters or the three main characters mm-hmm. with um, yeah. Castiel and with Marvel I think I mean we say Marvel I mean I I love Marvel but I would say I mean I've never read the comics I've never read the comics I always state that um I'm a massive MCU fan um mm-hmm. because it sort of feels like I haven't had much trouble with it but you sort of I've met a few Marvel comic book fans who tend to get a bit irate with the movies, which is understandable. I mean, my husband's a Marvel comic fan and he gets frustrated with um, how they don't follow plots. 
I think like the whole Infinity War thing that that was like a whole story and you know he gets mm. frustrated that they've changed it because I didn't actually know <clears throat> what was it that he said the whole Ultron thing was actually Hank Pym it wasn't Tony Stark oh yeah oh so I was like wow okay okay yeah so and that's that's the thing as well it's like it's a massive thing because you obviously you have the MCU and then you have Marvel the comics completely different mm-hmm completely different things yeah yeah Yeah, I think it's something that like a lot of it's kind of kind of comes back to like if you like are a fan of like books like like Twilight for example or whatever that get they get made into films like it's this weird like detachment that you have to kind of like you have to kind of tell you I've learned over time because I've been burned before by like films and stuff that I have to treat it like a separate entity, you know, like I have to, I have to take into account that like these producers and et cetera, et cetera, have like, you know, taken these characters and it's within their right to, you know, do, do what they want to create the story that they want to do. So, yeah. um, yeah, as I've, as I've aged, I've become more, um, okay <laughs> with that. Hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah 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 especially like you say especially when a book gets turned into a movie because I mean you've got to give it to them they've got they've got like this massive this massive a lot of material yeah that they have to then put into like three four seven movies yeah of course there's going to be stuff that you know is going to get cut and changed and things like that just so it fits well with the story that they have that they want to tell um yeah it's I think it's gatekeeping isn't it like people tend to gatekeep a lot um Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate I mean it doesn't matter if you if you've liked say Marvel for a year or if you've liked the beginning I mean it doesn't matter I mean as long as you enjoy it I just think that that's what it's there for just yeah watch it love it obsess about it like we do Make it your entire personality. Exactly. I mean, it's the fact that that we're sat here and, you know, Lindsay has Natasha Romanoff hair, you know, from Black Widow. And and I have Yelena Belova, which we did not plan, by the way. No, <laughs> totally didn't plan it. This, that just sort of sums up our friendship. Like, we just do these things. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely random, these things that we do. It shows why we're good yeah. friends. <laughs> so I guess because we've spoken a little bit about Marvel, we can then yes. go to another question that we had. But if you could, if you could change, oh, this is from Caitlin, Emily.22 from Instagram. If you could change any plot or character in the MCU, what would it be? I think we know that. I think we both agree on, on yeah. that. <laughs> Hardcore, we both agree. We both agree on Steve Rogers' ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, like there are some like small things that I, I could probably come up with that, you know, I would, I would want to change, but no, that's, that's number one for me. Absolutely. And then the thing is, is what I love about this is that it's so controversial. It is. Because there are a lot of people that hated his ending which is fair because it it does go against everything that um 
we learnt about Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have some people on the other side of it where they're like, well, you know, he's happy, he has a happy ending and all of that. And I think that's not, especially for me, it's not the fact that he had a happy ending. That That's what we wanted. Ultimately, we wanted a happy ending for all the characters. Of course, it's, yeah. It's more just the fact of that they, essentially they put Steve Rogers' character development arc, whatever you want to call it, in the crapper. And just yeah. went against everything that they told us in the story. And and Bucky, leaving Bucky. Jeez. I think that's and the- Sam. Like yeah. people forget about Sam too. It's like he and, and everyone, like everyone. He left everyone. Like yeah. all, all, all of his friends, everything. Like I think a lot of people get so mad because especially people that like don't like ship Stephen Bucky or like don't like mm. yada 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 or whatever or like are hardcore like Peggy like and Steve like they want them to be together and everything yeah they they that's not the main point like it's not just about Bucky getting abandoned it's no. it's about every everyone else like all just all of the development everything that he's done his yeah. entire his entire arc was about you know, moving on, learning to live in the past, yeah. I mean, out, out of the past, lear- yeah. learning to live yeah. in the future, you know, learning, uh, you know, finding his like family and purpose and um, also, you know, saving Bucky, <laughs> like that yeah. became like, a really big, like part of his like thing. And then he just leaves, <laughs> like he just leaves and it's just it's kind of like uh, yeah it doesn't sit right with me it doesn't no. it doesn't seem like genuine what the steve rogers that they gave us throughout the you know the entire series should yeah. have been <laughs> and i think as well is that it, it with the whole steve and peggy thing is that i mean i've watched the first avenger so many times and i mm-hmm. i just i couldn't I mean, apart from like the odd glances at each other and the odd little things like that, I I think maybe they should have expanded a bit more on their relationship mm-hmm. because the way they sort of portrayed it, for him to then give everything up to go back to her, it doesn't make sense because you didn't really see that he loved her. Yeah. They, you know, they, they kissed. kissed. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, they had that conversation over the radio, you know, when he's like crashing the the plane and everything. Um, But it's just like, I don't know. And he's like, I had a date or whatever. Like, yeah, they never even went on a date. Like, like they like as far as we saw. And it's like, don't if you wanted it to be if you wanted us to not have to like think about like context like like if you didn't want us to have to fill in the like gaps like read between the lines you should have been more obvious about it like if that was your like end goal I don't think it was I think I I think it's it seemed to me that it was a very last minute kind of decision scrambling to try to figure out how to get Chris out of the MCU because he was like I'm done yeah so they were like we've got to figure out something we can't 
we can't kill him because you know we're we already Tony. doing that to Tony. So <laughs> yeah. like you know we can't just do both. Mm. So let's figure out something. And they peppered in like it's so crazy going back and watching that movie because like you see how they like peppered in like little pieces of information cluing you into what they were going to do yeah and it seems so sudden going back and watching it like he suddenly is like yeah I left the love of my life like back and and I'm like since when since when was she the love of your life this is new this is new news to me (laughs) you you never actually (laughs) news to me the famous Chris Evans tweet um yeah it just didn't make any sense whatsoever that I mean like you say that we then had to go back and sort of fill in the blanks and stuff mm-hmm. you I mean Roman Rodgers I think is is that the ship name like a lot of people yeah I think so go you know they they ship that a lot and it I don't necessarily ship it but he had a stronger relationship with Natasha than he ever did with Peggy yeah which I mean I understand it sort of grew over movies and several movies and stuff but it like straight away their dynamic was evidential it was like okay well these two have this great friendship whereas with Steve and Peggy they just they just didn't really show that and Mm -hmm. you know and like going to the winter soldier he when he went to go and see peggy when she was old he was like oh i'm happy you had a life and all of that mm-hmm. so it's yeah, like what, what what happened to that steven what happened to that being happy for her life steven exactly <laughs> you just you just go back and just completely change everything Jeez. yeah <laughs> just, I mean, but the thing is is like have you seen that thing where people are saying that he he didn't actually go back to marry her he just went back to dance with her and he actually married somebody else. He actually married Bucky's sister. What? Yeah. Which is why he wouldn't, which is why he wouldn't tell Sam who he married because Bucky was standing there. I mean, obviously yeah. that, that, I think that's going into like fan fiction territory. Yeah. A bit there. Yeah. But I do agree with what you say that I think they scrambled. They were like, oh, well, we, you know, Evans wants to leave how do we do that so they completely take him out and make him old and then put him on the moon i mean just yeah i mean and then I think, just not discuss it yeah it's like <laughs> it is very much you know well we're not going to talk about one of the most iconic characters we're just going to be like <laughs> anyway moving on you know going to talk about him but we're going to sprinkle in as many references to him as humanly possible just to like just to make you hurt (sighs) yes and just to like remind you that we haven't killed him off but we're also not going to bring him back yeah so it's like you just left with these unanswered questions Mm mm-hmm and the, the, I mean, do you remember the whole, when it came about that Chris Evans was going to come back? And I remember seeing that tweet where they're like, he's putting the suit back on. And I was like, what? And then within what, a couple of, what? I want to say a couple of hours, but it was probably like a day because Chris Evans is terrible at Twitter with the whole iconic yeah. news to me thing. And it was like, they've, 
it annoyed me because it was like they've never actually ever said like straight to you I'm not doing this or I am doing this because they were never allowed but then mm-hmm. him saying you know that he he's not coming back it was just sort of like then can you just address it please because I think that's sort of yeah. what we were waiting for with Falcon and the Winter Soldier for them to address what mm-hmm. had happened to Steve like was he was he in a home or <laughs> something like that yeah. they, they just never they never addressed it and I think that's that's cruel that's cruel and his his story should have been that he should have happily retired and then handed the shield to Sam I think that would have been more powerful I feel yeah they uh they didn't do that they they wanted to give us as much pain as possible because you know Tony Um, wasn't enough (laughs) (laughs) I knew we'd go off on a tangent about this one Yep. (laughs) It's because we want justice, Russo brothers. Justice. Arrest Steve Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he he screwed up timelines, but you know, Loki gets punished for that, but Steve Rogers doesn't. He is a time criminal. (laughs) Miss Minutes is after you. (laughs) Well, hi there. (laughs) Well, hi there. goodness skipped a question Uh uh-oh supposed to answer a question of when were we gonna meet oh (laughs) oops (laughs) i mean we can answer that now and yeah we'll answer now when do you plan when do we plan on meeting oh my gosh it's difficult because obviously we're still in the middle of the pandemic yeah so things are a little up in the air Mm -hmm. yeah stuff is like really crazy right now because of all of that the the best I mean the main idea that we have is that we do eventually meet at the Avengers campus Mm -hmm. because that would be amazing spend the day so great (laughs) that would be so great spangling over stuff so we will yeah I sort of feel at this point it's gone too far. Like we have to meet. I think there's just yeah. nothing else for us yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that we have to meet now. It's, there's no going back. There's no going nope. back. And a little notepad of questions. I mean, the, this first episode is going to be a little all over the place until we find our groove, obviously. Because mm-hmm. we don't we don't really know what we're doing. No. Um, we, we really don't we have no idea what we're doing <laughs> we just thought hey you know people are saying make a podcast and you know we like chatting to each other and this gives us an opportunity to work together so to speak so yeah it's going to be a little over the place so do bear with us mm-hmm. I guess one more Marvel question okay which is favorite Marvel quote and movie Oh my gosh. That's so great. That's great for me though, because my favorite movie and my favorite quote are like in the same. So they're easy peasy. So uh, my favorite movie is the winter soldier. I had to have a very long discussion with my brother the other day about that. It's not just because Bucky's in the movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, winter soldier is my favorite movie. And my favorite line is before we get started, does anybody want to get out? That is just 
one of the best Steve has some of the greatest like lines like that one. And then the, the, like my second favorite one would be the, like the one that he says in, um, infinity war when he's like, um, to Ross where he's like, uh, I can, I never, I always get it backwards, but he's like, I'm not looking for permission and I'm way past asking for forgiveness. Like, I think it's I'm the like, other way around. I think. Yeah. Not, I always yeah, get it like forgiveness and I'm way past asking for permission. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, what is it about the winter soldier that you like? I mean, obviously we know that you're a massive Bucky fan, right? What is it specifically that you like about it? I like that to me, it feels like an MCU movie that is like its own like genre movie. Like it's very like spy noir, like James Bond, like kind of like feeling like, and it's got like a great, like really nice condensed story. We get um, this really good, like interesting introspective into Steve, like getting his, you know, this, this, this crisis of like faith in like the, the cause that he has latched onto now that he's in the future and like all of this, like craziness that just comes about from it. And then this revelation that, you know, like Bucky has been alive the entire time and he has had no idea and, and, and Bucky doesn't know him. And it's just like, it's, it's such an interesting, I think, um, like look into Steve's character and just the, the, the action sequences are just so incredible. They're just so well done. Sam Wilson gets introduced, which is another like wonderful, like part to it. Cause I love, Mm -hmm. I love Sam and, um, yeah, I just feel like it just, it kind of like is kind of on its own, like, like level like almost feel wise um yeah. for like a genre and everything inside the MCU it's very kind of I don't know I just I just I love it, it I could watch it over and over and I over I mean I think definitely like going back to what you said about I think the fight scenes I think Steve's fight scenes are probably the best mm-hmm. winter soldier fight scenes are the best especially at the beginning when they go on the was it the the something star or Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, he's Batroc or something. Yeah. yeah, where he's fighting Batroc and all of that. I think, and and we get excellent shield action in that movie as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it focuses a lot on the shield, um, mm-hmm. especially when he throws it at Bucky and he catches it. <sighs> I mean, Great that, shot. especially with those smoky eyes. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. also it's incredibly well filmed as well like oh, it's yeah. just they the whole it's just oh, it's just such a good movie yeah I love it and I did like that Natasha was in it as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then yeah. it you- and her yeah and her like whole thing with like fury and everything like yeah. you got it you kind of got to see like a little bit more like into Nat and everything. And the conversation that Nat and Steve have in the car when they're like driving to, um, you know, the fort and everything. And yeah. she's like, you know, she's like, who do you want me to be? He's like having this like thing. Like, I, I want to be your friend, but like, you're not being genuine. And she's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm not used to doing that. She's like, I don't, you know, I'm not used to being a genuine person. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's sort of what even, 
if he doesn't mean to do it, I sort of feel that Steve Rogers brings out the best in people. Like he, mm-hmm. he somehow finds this way to um, get to the real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah. especially in The Winter Soldier, because even from the get-go, straight away with Sam Wilson, straight away, he's like, Captain America, he needs my help. Okay, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he's sort of, everybody just gravitates towards him. And I think that shows... It show it's yeah it's done really well in the Winter Soldier, um, yeah, definitely. And it sort of made you, because you don't really see much of Bucky in the first one, do you? In the first Avenger, um, so it was sort of like an insight into him as well, the interesting character that he is, mm-hmm. as you know, the Winter Soldier and as Bucky. Yeah, and, and just like the whole has. the whole scene where they see him for the first time, and then when you sort of compare it to how Sam and Bucky are now, mm-hmm. just it's just brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. It's like sort of it's when brilliant. I watch it now, and you know Bucky and Sam meet for the first time, I'm like, oh, it's your future best friend, <laughs> future besties. <laughs> I just love it. It's, it. That's what I love about going back and rewatching them because then you see these moments and you're like, oh. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. And yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. It's an excellent choice. Excellent. Thank you. I mean, mine, see, mine changes. I don't actually have a favorite Marvel movie, I don't think. Um, I guess maybe, I mean, the one that I watch the most has to be Ragnarok. Um, just because obviously I'm a massive Loki fan. And I sort of felt that that showed Loki at his best, mm-hmm. most definitely. And it was funny and the music and you see, I mean, I'm probably just interpreting this. I don't know, but obviously Thor loses Meow Meow. Um, and so he sort of thinks, okay, that's it. I'm powerless, so to speak. So then it shows how he um, deals with being less powerful I guess and then obviously it has the moment where it's like sort of like you've been it's been in you all along you're not the god of hammers you're the god of thunder and all of that and then you know it's then him realizing that he's got the power all along Mm -hmm. it's him I guess in a way Thor it's probably the best of Thor I feel as well because you know he when you sort of first meet him, even though he had like all of his friends in Thor, he was very much, oh, well, I can handle this. I can do this myself. Whereas mm-hmm. Ragnarok, he was, he sort of realized that he does need help and he yeah. does need friends. And, and and obviously Bruce being in it as well, just especially the scene where he sees Hulk for the first time and then he tries the whole Hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. <laughs> Things yeah. like that. And him, him thinking that he has the ability to bring Bruce back. And it's like, yeah, it's just brilliant. And the, the smile and everything where he's like, hmm, and all of that. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen because you're not Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously it goes a bit tits up. And that's how it feels from Loki. I love it. Um, I love yeah. It. It's, it's, it's such a feel-good movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though when you think about it, it's quite 
it's quite dark you know obviously mm-hmm. Odin dies and then all of Thor's friends die as well mm-hmm. Hela just comes in she's like okay you're done and dusted um yeah. but I think that's why I'm sort of glad Taika Waititi is doing Thor 4 yeah because him yeah. that Marvel giving him Thor to do mm-hmm. like it was just the most the most brilliant decision the most like I he completely transformed the character like yeah. I was not super into Thor like a like from just based off of like the first two films like hmm. that were his like I was like yeah I mean these are cool like um but it, he just was so Un, unrelatable almost because he's you know like this god of thunder and he's like so yeah. like sure of himself and everything and it was just kind of like Absolutely. like he has funny moments and you know doth mother know you wear your drapes like you know yeah. like all that kind of stuff was like funny but yeah but getting taika getting a hold of that property was just mm-hmm. great because he he did a great job yeah. of kind of opening up that character and making him more relatable yeah Um, I feel as well is that they sort of went like the guardians route and I guess that was sort mm -hmm. of building up because obviously in infinity war Thor was then going to meet up with the guardians of the galaxy and they were gonna yeah go on that journey so I sort of feel that it was a good it was a good way to do that with with the music and the color Mm -hmm. and everything like that and the humor Um, yeah it, it was very very similar to guardians of the galaxy and I think I think that's why Ragnarok is such a, I know it is a fan favorite. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do like that movie and um, especially Loki. Because I mean, I do not, because I mean, we'll probably get into Loki a, another time because he's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But like watching the assembled episode of Loki and then finding out that the reason that Loki continued in the MCU was because people were just in love with Tom Hiddleston as Loki mm-hmm. when he went to Comic-Con and, and he dressed up as Loki and then the fan reaction and then they were just like oh okay we have something here we should bring Loki back yeah and then kill him several times again <laughs> um <laughs> but you know you guys love him so we have to hurt you some way uh yep. yeah so And having, because with the Loki series, I think a lot of people were hoping that we were going to see like that snippet of Ragnarok Loki because Mm -hmm. he was, Ragnarok Loki was completely different to how we saw him in Thor, Dark World, Avengers. Um, I think it was Loki being Loki, really. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, yeah, that's just why Ragnarok is amazing. I mean, I could talk about it for so long, but I, I won't do that. What's your favorite line? Do you have one? Oh, gosh. I mean, there are several, like, Loki lines that I, I like to say to myself, but I think the line that I probably say a lot, almost to the point where it annoys me, is actually the Pietro Maximoff, you didn't see that coming? You didn't see that come. It annoys me so much because I, as soon as I heard it, that was it. I was just like, I'm just going to say this all the time. 
And I say it when I'm watching a movie or I'm watching like a TV series or something like that and something happens and I'm like, oh, you didn't see that coming. And it's just like, I don't even like Pietro Maximoff, but that line just stuck with me. I love that. Just, so great. The thing is, it's like one of those lines where you can't say it normally. You have to say it with the accent. You didn't see oh, that yeah. coming? You, oh. <laughs> just, yep. Yeah. Perfect. I mean... I get. I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite line, but that's the line that I say and that's stuck with me for such such a long time. And I think maybe um, your savior is here, or um, I've been falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> just because, just because they're good lines. I mean, and I think because I'm English as well, so it's it's a lot when Loki says that I beg your pardon and things like that you know it's like what I love about it is like I beg your pardon is translation of what the fuck did you just say yeah (laughs) which which I absolutely love but it's obviously it's a nice way of saying it um yeah I think I think that's something that people should use more often like I beg your Mm -hmm. pardon like I'm I'm giving you a a chance to change your mind what the fuck did you just say (laughs) say that again (laughs) I beg your pardon yeah so yeah and yeah, you didn't see that coming. I think that has to be the line that sticks sticks with me. I'll probably think of more later on and be like, oh, I should have said that. But no. <laughs> but damn it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think maybe as we're talking about Marvel, we should sort of um, get into a conversation about Steve. Yes. And... Um, and funnily enough, we actually had this topic of conversation in mind that we were going to talk about it. Like as, as soon as we're like, oh, the first episode, I think it was your idea, wasn't it? You were like, we, I, yeah. I think that we should talk about this. So we wrote it down and we were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have this topic of conversation. And then what was it yesterday or the day I before? I think it was, it was yesterday or the day before. I think yeah. it, yeah, I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like on Twitter and no, it had to have been yesterday because I remember tweeting like saying, good job, FBI agent, like good job. <laughs> like um, I am on Twitter and like I see all of these people like sharing this interview with the writers of the first Avenger and um, it like the tagline literally said like something like uh the Steve much contested like subject of Steve Rogers's virginity is like solved by the writers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Like I clicked on it so fast and yeah. So it was the writers, like, I don't know what, co- what this video was like the context of the whole video, but the guy just like genuinely like brings up in their conversation, like, um oh we've got to talk about this because apparently it's like this big deal like between the fans like what is steve rogers a virgin and i was like i cannot wait to hear what they have to say and of course they're like giving the typical of course he's not like of course he's not he's a man he couldn't possibly be one he's a world war ii veteran of course he's not a virgin and like they, I, the, the thing that one of them said about like, he was on USO tour. Like, what did you think he was doing on his US? I was like, drawing. This is where I know 
that like the writers don't know like the character that that the fans are like like there's such a disconnect between like I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of people because I've seen the comments on like the Twitter threads and everything of people being like yeah yeah like you're right or whatever let me just break it down for you right now Mm -hmm. bring it home bring it home Steve Rogers is a fucking virgin. He's a capital V virgin. I swear to God. Yep. When, when did that man have time to pop his cherry? First of all, throughout childhood, I love people, the Bucky shippers that are like the Bucky and Steve shippers that are like, oh, him and Bucky were doing it like all the time. And I'm like, for most of his adult life, when it would have been appropriate to be doing those kind of things. Steve was sick. Yeah. He was tiny and he was very, very sick. I don't think Bucky would have done anything <laughs> to try like at all because he was probably just terrified he's gonna like break him if he blew too hard in his direction, like <laughs> with a breath. Like it's just like excellent like, choice of words, I must say. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Woo. Um, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. And then like he gets the serum. Bucky's like not even in the picture at that point. He's, we can see that he has terrible, terrible time talking to women, like with Peggy and then like all this stuff. Like, yeah. Also he like, Peggy's like the first woman to talk to him. And he's just like, oh my gosh. Like he's like latched on and infatuated with her. Mm -hmm. Then they're going through the whole war. Like, I'm not even going to go into detail, but like, when, 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 when would he have time? He's busy. He's saving the world. He's being Captain America. No, he's not on the USAO tour, USO tour whoring around. He's no. Steve Rogers, for God's sakes. Exactly. He's, look, he's waiting for the right woman. Like he, like, come on. Yeah. And then he's frozen for 70 years. So we know he's not doing anything during that time. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then what was it when he, when uh, Nat kisses him and then she even like brings it up and she's like, is that your first kiss since 1945? And he, and he was just like that bad, huh? And yeah, you know, just, you know, I love it. And I love how he's like, he's like, no, it was not my first kiss from 1945 since 1945. And I'm like, mm, are you sure about that, Steve? Are you I detect sure? fire. Um, and then like, yes, obviously, as we move forward into the time, him and Sharon have a little thing going on. Bleh, yeah. Um, moment. and they kiss, but like, please the re- his reaction and the fact like the whole thing like they framed this scene when he kisses her as like this is him ma- finally finally making his move yeah and at the worst time <laughs> yeah. on the run with his best friends yeah yeah just the worst time and so it's just like and then then he's busy you know taking Bucky to Wakanda and then he's busy rescuing his friends from jail. And then they're on the run. Okay, so this is my caveat to my whole argument. Yeah. I could I could go on and on with evidence to the, you know, contrary of him staying a virgin through, throughout like Infinity War and everything until he like goes back in the past. Blah, 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 blah. blah. But Nomad Steve. <laughs> <laughs> The best one, the best captain. Like, yeah, the best, the best version of Steve. Um, he he hits a little different and he gives off some different vibes. And I am not 
a Roman Rogers shipper per se, but if he, Steve Rogers loses his V card to anyone, it would have been Natasha while they were on the run. I feel like they have enough of a rapport going on. They've got all that, like, you know, teasing and like tension and stuff that like, she's like putting forth. I feel like he probably, he probably grew the beard and Natasha was like, okay, he's ready now. Damn. (laughs) He's a man. He's a man now. (laughs) He's ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with everything that you just said. Yes, mm-hmm. something, something would have happened because yeah, that that whole persona that he gives off, where he's he's just had enough. He's just like, Do you know what? I'm not small Steve Rogers anymore. I am a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm a fugitive from the government, and I'm gonna get me some. <laughs> priorities absolutely yeah so you also posit the same argument that like he's too busy doing like all of these like runs and stuff steve is a workaholic we all know this like he like he's he's even admitted it he doesn't know what he would do if there wasn't a fight like he's Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know who i am without the fight and yeah like you could you could say you could argue I could argue along with my same arguments that like he was just too busy to, mm-hmm. to deal with that. Um, but no mad Steve. <clears throat> I mean, nobody could resist that. No, um, absolutely not. <laughs> nobody, but uh, I know I, I got it. I mean, I, I do find it funny that, I mean, we'll, we're definitely going to discuss this more in um future episodes but the whole um male and female gaze Mm. and i do Mm -hmm. sort of feel with with the writers then saying oh well of course he's not a virgin you know he tapped some ass Mm -hmm. that's like a typical male gaze type thing to say it's yeah and then you have the other side of it where it's the female gaze where it's like no because steve wouldn't do that i mean like the main the main thing that we we say a lot is like steve would never like yeah. whenever something happens like steve rogers would never and i think that's sort of the case like when that article came out and then there was like oh yeah no he 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 did what he did he 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 got some ladies and stuff and straight away it's like steve would never do that yeah. And that mm-hmm. shows like the difference between the male and female gaze, which is very mm-hmm. important, which is very, very important. Cause um, I saw, I actually saw a TikTok about it um, where it had, I think they had about three clips of the male gaze and then three clips of the female gaze. And it was centered on um, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Like, the the camera angles when it was the male gaze that they did a lot of the camera angles where the camera was below so it was like her bum and then ass shot yeah yeah so they they did that a lot and then when when it's the female gaze it was it was just genuinely just her kicking ass Mm -hmm. and being this strong independent woman who don't need no man yeah Um, and that and I found that very very interesting definitely because we we'll i say we'll touch on it again but like the female gaze with the loki series yes she she gave she gave us exactly what 
the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did the same thing too. Yeah. Having a female director for those series like mm-hmm. was just so drastically different tone-wise yeah. that you could you could just tell. You could just tell. Yeah. Especially like people I've seen a lot of people that didn't like the uh, the therapy scene, the way it was shot in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how it was like those really like uptight oh like close-up shots of like like Bucky's eyes and like the Rainer's like eyes and stuff and I'm just like that is that's another example like it's like those kind of like shots where you're like getting really really close it's like it's intimate and you're seeing like all of the emotion that that Sebastian Stan is capable of you know like portraying like he can see him inhabiting Bucky like so much and like all of the thoughts and processes and, and the struggles that he's having. And I just felt like mm-hmm. those kind of shots really aid to, to that feeling. And, and we, you don't get a lot of those. Um, and I think that was also a really great thing about making these series is that we get more time with the characters and mm-hmm. more time to, to get Absolutely. that kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that Kate Heron is not coming back for Loki season two. I hope that they find another director, like another female director, like, um, yeah, it bummed me out when I saw that she wasn't coming back. I was like, what? She (laughs) she did an amazing job. I mean, because I sort of feel that female directors or female writers they tend to understand the characters a bit better whereas Mm -hmm. I think with a lot of the Marvel movies is that they just sort of think that I mean for example Steve Rogers is ending in Endgame I think Mm -hmm. they just maybe they just assumed that that's what people would have wanted yeah that they, you know, like, oh, okay, well, he goes back to Peggy and then he has a life, blah, 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 blah. That they yeah. just assumed that that's what we wanted when we said we wanted him to have a happy ending. Whereas mm-hmm. I sort of feel that if um, it was a female person behind it, they would have actually looked back and watched the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and um, not contradicted themselves. Because I sort of felt... Although saying that on another argument as well is when I watched the Loki assembled episode is that you had um, one of the, I think he was a producer or something like that. And he said, when it came to Sylvie's fighting style Mm -hmm. is that it was very different to how Loki fought. Um, And then they said, as an example, the way, um, she uses her horns as a weapon but she smacks mm-hmm. it around someone's head and it's like but Loki does that mm-hmm. you know he, he does that I mean that's a really good scene at the end of Ragnarok he does that he uses his yeah. horns as a weapon and I just sort of feel that women tend to they pay more attention to detail yeah <laughs> they, they they focus they, they actually go back and watch re-watch yeah. stuff and think oh okay well, that's happened, so I want to continue it this way. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the, a lot of the male people that have been attached to Marvel have just sort of gone, okay, well, that happened, but I've forgotten about that, so we're just going to do something else. Well, that's the thing that frustrates me 
that's one of the things that frustrates me about um, Steve Rogers' ending is that the Russo brothers did that and the Russo brothers were the ones who did Winter Soldier. So it's like, did you guys forget what you established like in the previous film? Like, I'm, it's, it's so strange to like see that they, they set this up so differently and then like, you know, chain did a different thing. And I'm like, I know people are going to be like, the Russos aren't the only ones. Like they're not the writers, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot more people that are involved. And I was like, yes, sure. But also they are the directors and directors have a lot more say than people think. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And yeah, it's also what I find very bizarre as well is that they, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to hate on the Russo brothers because, you know, they're keeping Chris Evans employed, you know, with the gray man and much love to them. Um, but it's when they insert themselves into it. Like yeah. it, it annoys me a little bit. Like they did it in the winter soldier. I, I, I don't know which brother it was, but obviously the bit after they've had the fight with Bucky and yeah. they take them back and then they discover Nick's, Nick's alive. And then you mm-hmm. see one of them run in and they involved themselves in it. And then obviously in the scene in Endgame, they did that as well. It's like, can, mm-hmm. can, can you not, can you, can you please not insert yourself into the story? Yeah. Because it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then again, if I was a director, if I was a director of like something like that, I'd be like, can I have a cameo maybe? Yeah. Well, I know that lots of lots of uh like directors and stuff have done that before. And like a freaking Stephanie Meyer was in Twilight. Like she was in it at one point. Twice, wasn't she? Yeah. She yeah. thinks she was in the first movie and then she was at the wedding. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like, but it's still, it's like there's like exceptions to the rule. It's like, don't be like overt about it. You know, don't don't like, speak in it. Like, I think if yeah. you're gonna put yourself in it, just have like a quiet yeah oh hey you know I went on a date with a guy and all of this yeah like like George George Lucas and his daughter were in one of the prequel films um very briefly but they're both like dress up like aliens and stuff so like and they don't talk they're just like in the background so because because his daughter wanted to be in one of the movies and he was like okay we'll make you an alien like let's do it uh so (laughs) yeah like there's 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 exceptions to you know the rule but it's just yeah all this to say that steve rogers was a virgin (laughs) in conclusion yeah in conclusion he is a virgin and um the writer was wrong (laughs) i don't don't care if he wrote it if if we don't see it it doesn't happen and let us live in a world where steve rogers is a virgin (laughs) Until obviously he he goes back to that's um, another thing. It's like they they make it sound like it's a bad thing, you know. Like hmm. they make it such a like the the way that they talk about it, they make it seem like it's like it's a detriment to his masculinity. Yeah, that he's not getting some, and like that's just like a so yeah, that's so toxic, and I I hate that. I don't I don't like that. That's just like that's yeah. not what you want to be portraying to your fans and like putting out to like these young minds like we we've we've both seen like recently like more and more people are becoming like newer fans of like this this giant universe that's been created and like what what kind of what kind of 
example do you want to set for these like younger minds that are like growing up now and like learning from that example like it's just mm, no I don't like that that doesn't that doesn't make you less of a man yeah or or less desirable as a woman if Mm -hmm. you are a virgin like that and 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 the whole concept of virginity too sometimes like in the real world like kind of like is a little mm, but it's just just it's silly yeah I think I I think it's definitely what you say that they 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 sort of made out that you know well of course of course he had sex because you know and it's just like no he's a man how could he possibly survive without it type situation yeah and it's like yeah I mean if 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 a woman was involved in that conversation I think that would have been very interesting because she would have been like Mm. well but you know uh, I mean because the thing is is I mean it was the 40s as well. It was the 30, it was the 20s, 30s, 40s. Men weren't like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I mean, Bucky was a little bit like that, but you know, it's it, it just that just wasn't the the normal way. I mean, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, they were gentlemen. Especially Sarah Steve. Rogers raised a gentleman. <laughs> exactly. You know, he uh he was awkward. He was he was just Steve Rogers so Mm -hmm. there's just there's just no way I I think that's what is so great about him as a character is the fact that he was he was small and he was like this tiny little man and then suddenly he has the serum and he becomes fucking hot and he gets boobs (laughs) (laughs) he does and you know god bless Hayley Atwell for you know yeah, uh, uh. yeah like, I would have done the same um yeah and it's the fact that like he he has a serum he turns into Captain America but he's still so unsure of himself he's still Steve like yeah. he's still a good man like that's the whole point of like the the whole allegory of like this thing is that like he he is still who he is on the inside like it doesn't it doesn't change who he is as a person just because he's physically like a freaking like Greek god of a man now, like especially it's, Nomad it's, Steve. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he's, yeah. He hits very different. Um, sort of like the the way uh, he, the way I see it is like it's almost as if he hits puberty mm. with uh, mm-hmm. Nomad Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yep. completely different. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, again, in conclusion, Steve Rogers was a virgin. <laughs> there you go. There you have it, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it first on the Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to get that in there. I had to get that, yeah. that in there at some point. And that's the two. Yep. I had to. Yep. So, uh, yeah. That's great. We touched on it a little bit, but sort of like the type of things to expect from this podcast, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just more of us rambling, I guess. Mm-hmm. More topics. I mean, because you had a good idea as well, is that we would love it if people would send in memes or memes. Mm as Sebastian Stan would say, um, for us to react to, because yeah. 
I mean, everyone loves a good meme. They mm-hmm. they really do. Um, so we I, I like live off of them during like some of this stuff. Like it's just, it's pure entertainment. It's free. It's lovely. Yeah. People like, God. I mean, and that's like, t- TikTok is like a living meme generator. Like mm-hmm. that's just like, that's literally what it is. So it's just, it's great. Um, so yeah, we would love you guys to send us memes. We are always open to suggestions and like questions and like all kinds of stuff. We want you guys to be an involved as involved as possible because yeah. like, that's just part of what like gives us joy is to be able to Definitely. interact with you guys. So, um, you can send stuff into all of our socials. Like we said at the beginning, like nerd teapod on everything, Twitter, Instagram, we also have a YouTube channel, which we will be uploading if you guys, you know, oh, want yeah. to see our faces while listening to us talk. <laughs> um, We're very uh, visually interesting, I will say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's send, send us things, memes, videos, anything. Yeah. You know, we, we love it. Especially, especially Marvel memes. I mean, come on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are, we are open to, um, this is so bizarre. Like as I'm talking, like we've just got like a new follower on the Instagram and it's like, oh, oh so it's an hello. FBI agent. Is, it, is, is that you? <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. This has been, this has been fun. I was yes. like, I was like low-key excited but also like a little bit nervous as well because I was thinking because mm-hmm. like, I know what we're like we do tend to sort of which we did yeah. but yeah hopefully hopefully people will like it and mm-hmm. yeah all right we'll, we'll, we'll sign off yeah we'll talk to you next time <laughs> <laughs> thank you bye bye <laughs>